Time marches on and leaves behind those who are not equipped for tomorrow. We cannot predict what will happen in the future, but we at Regent University aim to prepare you for it. With world-class professors in over 150 programs, the opportunities to find success in your field are many. So don't let tomorrow pass you by. The journey to your brightest future begins here. Visit regent.edu slash learn more. Praise the Lord and welcome to the program. You are listening to the Gypsy Christian Hour. I'm your host, Sam Nicholas, and I'll be with you live for the next uh, hour, taking your calls, and we'll be talking about the Bible. If you were listening last week, you may have noticed that uh, I wasn't here. Uh, I was unable to make it to the radio station last week. I wasn't feeling well, but uh, praise the Lord, been to the doctor and uh, taking my meds and doing better. So let's just open the program in prayer. Father, I thank you, Lord. I thank you for your healing, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for your provision for healing, Lord, of all of our sickness and all of our disease, Lord. And I know, Father, that you are in our presence, that you are in our midst, Lord, because where two or three are gathered together for your glory, for your purpose, Lord, according to your will, Lord, you are there in their midst, and you're here with us, Lord. And I thank you for the opportunity tonight. Lord, to preach your word, to pray for your people, to just be a part of your will of what you want to do tonight. And I pray, Lord, that you'll move. I pray that the Holy Spirit will just be directed, Lord, to move in our direction, Lord, that there would be a touch of your Holy Spirit, that there would be an infilling of your Holy Spirit, that there would be a move of your Holy Spirit tonight, Lord, in our lives, Father. I pray, Lord, use this next hour for your glory, for your purpose and your plan. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if I didn't say it before, let me say it right now. Thank you for tuning in tonight. Uh, You are listening to the Gypsy Christian Hour. This is a live program. We are in studio here to take your calls, to pray for your prayer requests, to seek the answer to your questions, your Bible questions, your Bible topics. Whatever's on your mind tonight, whatever's on your heart tonight, call in. The number is 1-888-995-5552. That's 1-888-995. Nine nine five 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 two. You know something I feel uh, led about this program is you know we stand in the gap. I want to stand in the gap with you for your prayer requests. Whatever is your need, whatever your loved one's need is. If you know somebody who needs prayer, if you need prayer, we want to call. I want you to call in tonight. I want to pray with you. I want you to give me that opportunity, that honor to pray with you, to lead you in that prayer, to come before the Lord. You know, the Bible tells us in Psalm 121, I will lift my eyes to the mountains. I'll I'll read it again. I will lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where shall my help come from? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth, who will not allow your foot to slip. And he who who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber or sleep. That is God's promise for you. When you lift up your eyes, when you lift up your eyes, 
and you look to him, he will hear you. He will help you. This is the confidence that we can have before him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, then we know that we have the request that we ask from him. That's his word that said in in 1 John uh, 5, 14. This is the confidence which we have before him. So if you need something, if you have a desire that you want to bring before the Lord, I implore you, I encourage you, call in tonight with your prayer requests. We'll pray with you here on the air for, for, for whatever your need is, for whatever your loved one's need is. If your friend is in the hospital, if your uh, family member is in the hospital or sick with, down with something, call in and let's pray because God hears your prayer. But you have to pray. You have to pick up that phone, and sometimes that phone can just seem like 50 pounds of dead weight. But man, as soon as you pick it up, it gets light, because the Lord is in it. Call in tonight with your prayer request. Call in tonight with your Bible question. If you have a Bible question, something you want to ask about uh, doctrine, something about theology, something about the cults, the occult, uh, world religions, whatever's on your mind tonight, Whatever is troubling you tonight, maybe, about uh, something you've read or something you've heard, call in tonight. I'd love to have the opportunity to search the Word of God for the answer to your question. The number is 1-888-995-5552. That's 1-888-995-5552 for the live on-the-air calls for your Bible questions, your Bible topics, for your prayer requests and uh, any uh, other needs that you might have, the number is one eight 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 nine nine five 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 two. Well, another thing uh, I'd like you to call in about, you know, I had the opportunity this morning to be at the uh, KKLA men's gathering and heard from some really great speakers today, uh, Pastor uh, uh, Rutherford, uh, Bishop Ulmer, uh, Mark Rossard from uh, ESPN fame. Uh, if you were there today, if you were at the men's gathering and you have a testimony and you want to just mention that you were there and what you enjoyed about it, I encourage you to call in tonight. I'd love to hear from you. one 995 Also, I want to remind you that we get together every Friday night for prayer and worship. So if, you've, uh, if you're in the area, the Arcadia, Pasadena area, and you'd like to join us for prayer and worship, or if you'd like to come and visit the church, come out and let's get together and, and just get before the Lord and pray and seek his face in prayer and worship. We get together every Friday night at 8 p.m., and that's at 805 North 1st Avenue. Come and join us for prayer and worship. His name is worthy to be glorified and worthy to be praised. And we get together every Friday night at 8 p.m. to worship and praise God, to just get before him in in, in a time of prayer and worship. Come out. It's 805 North 1st Avenue in the city of Arcadia. It's easy to get to. Just get on the 210 freeway. Come into the Arcadia area. Get off at Santa Anita Avenue. Uh, go north on Santa Anita Avenue, uh, one block to Foothill Boulevard, make a right. Then go another one block uh, to First Avenue, make another right, and you'll see us on the corner of Forest and First Avenue. That's 805 North First Avenue in the city of Arcadia every Friday night at 8 p.m. So come and join us. And uh, this starting this week, 
this coming Friday, Pastor Saka will be uh, starting a series that he's going to be sharing. It's going to be teaching. So come out uh, for our first of a series of teachings by Pastor Saka, and he'll be uh, teaching this Friday night. Uh, he'll be starting his series. So come out. We're going to be starting at the normal time at 8 o'clock. So come out, get out there, and worship with us, and then be together for the special teaching by Pastor Safka. Also, if you're looking for a church for Sunday mornings, uh, you can come to the Hills Church at 10 a.m. Pastor Walter Hoffman's a pastor, and we'll be in church tomorrow morning uh, serving and seeking the Lord as always. So Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. at the Hills Church. Let's go to our first caller, and we're going to talk to Eric. Hi, Eric. You're on the air. How can we help you tonight? Hi, how are you? Good, good. How are you doing? Good. These, only one problem, these demonic voices are threatening me. I have a family, they're saying, we'll stop your sex, we'll stop your love life, we'll stop your yeah, you can't. Let me uh, tell you something. These, these, and, let me tell you something, Eric. Yes. These voices cannot harm you. The, if you are a Christian, if you yes, are a Holy Ghost-filled Christian, if you are a Bible-believing Christian, if you are a Christian who put your faith and your trust in Jesus Christ, these, these, these demonic powers have no power over you. They have no influence over you. You are filled with the Holy Spirit, and the Bible tells yes, us that greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. Stop listening to these voices. Rebuke okay. them in the name of Jesus. Put them away in the name of Jesus. Shout out to the Lord. In the name of Jesus, I rebuke these these voices. These voices have no power over me. They are a lie of the devil and stop listening to them because they have no power over you because the Holy Spirit fills you. And there's no way they can have anything to do with you. They can't stop you from anything. Exactly. These are demon demons. And they have no power over you, Eric. So, so don't fear them. You stand up, you put on the full armor of God. You read Ephesians, the sixth chapter, and we have every weapon there is, every power that there is. We put on the armor of God through the power of the Holy Spirit, and we stand up against these demons because they have no power over us. They cannot influence us. They cannot make us do anything we don't want to do, and they cannot create anything in our life that God doesn't allow. So you just believe in Jesus Put your trust in Jesus and uh, and just allow the Holy Spirit to work in you and through you and bless you in the mighty Amen. name of Jesus. Amen. Okay, Eric? Can I call on all the angels to take them you, out from You me? call on the name of Jesus. You call on the power of God. Jesus. You pray to so God, and then you ask him. You ask Jesus to send his holy angels to surround you, to encompass right. you, and to defend you. Okay? Thank you. Thank you very God bless much. You. God bless you. Good night. God bless you too. Good night. And you call in tonight with your prayer request. Call in tonight with your question. Call in tonight with your concern for your life, for, for your life in Christ. The number is one eight 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 nine nine five 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 two. That's one eight 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 nine nine five 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 two. Let's go to our next caller and talk to Maribel. Hi Maribel, you're on the air. How can we help you tonight? Hi, good night. I'm calling um, for prayer for my son, Jonathan, who um, who left the Lord, um, Jonathan uh-huh. Perez, and my daughter, Melanie Perez, for salvation. Okay, let's pray right now. Father, there's no greater prayer, Lord, than a, a mom praying for her children, Lord. Your, Lord, you hear the prayers of moms. You hear the prayers of grandmothers, Lord. And you know their hearts, Lord. Their hearts are for their children. Lord, your heart is for your children because we're all your children. 
So we just pray for this son and this daughter, Lord, who have backslidden, who have turned from you, Father. And I pray, like, as you as you moved on the, 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 the prodigal son, Lord, and you brought him to his senses, that you would bring them to their senses through a move of your Holy Spirit, Lord, through the touch of your Holy Spirit, Lord, through the inclination, Lord, of the power of your Holy Spirit, Lord, whispering in their ear, Lord, constantly, constantly, Lord, causing them to, to come back to you, Lord, cause to them to come back to their mom lord i just pray father that you would move upon them in a mighty way gently lord bring them lord nudge them lord incline them lord to come back to their senses and to come back to you lord to come back to a loving relationship lord that your arms are open wide for them lord you're just waiting on them lord i just pray lord that they would take that first step lord towards you lord that you would go that you would just completely receive them back into your relationship you are a gracious God, a loving God. And I pray, Lord, that you would give Maribel the peace, Lord, to know that her children are safe in your, in your arms and that you'll do the best for them. Bring them back, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Well, God bless you. Good God night. Bless you too. Good night. Bye. Let's go to our next caller and talk to Doris. Hi, Doris. You're on the air. How can we help you tonight? Yes, I'm calling in for prayer. For uh, I still need a worker, somebody to help me to get to the store and to the doctor. Right. And I need someone to live in. Okay, Father, we just come before you, Lord, on behalf of Doris. We stand in the gap with her, Lord, and we're asking, Lord, that you would send somebody, Lord, someone to help her, Lord, in her in her daily life, Lord, that to, to take her to the store and to do the things that need to be done, Lord, that somebody that would be able to, to help her, Lord, and do all the things that need to be done in her life. Father, I just pray, Lord, that you would raise up this person, Lord, to come into her life, Lord, to be a, a good steward, Lord, and, and, and provide the, the need that's needed in, in Doris's life. I just pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, God bless you, Doris. Thank you. Thank you. Let's go to our next caller, and we're going to talk to Stan. Hi, Stan. You're on the air. How can we help you? Hi. I actually got a question. I don't know. It may sound silly, but if it's silly, you still got to ask. Why do we have the many races that we do today? Well, that's a good question, Stan, and I'm glad you asked. And the answer is we don't. The Bible only recognizes one race, and that's the human race. Right. You know what I mean? There's, yeah, I there's, all, there's only what God created man and woman. He created Adam and Eve. And then there were the descendants of Adam and Eve. You know, and there's just one race. It's the human race. Now, regardless you can ask. Regardless of color, right? Regardless of color. You know, color, you know, uh, is, is, is a product of environment. You know what I mean? The 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 we were we all started out in the Middle East. You know, in the in, somewhere in the neighborhood of Iraq. That's where people think a lot of scholars think that the Garden of Eden was planted. Uh, yeah. And the skin color got lighter and darker depending on where man migrated. You know, and cultures were diverse from the Tower of of Babel, and God confounded them for a reason because they were rebellious. Uh, they were rebellious at the Tower of Babel, and he said, let me go down and confound them and change their languages. And when he changed their languages, cultures erupted. 
you know, cultures began to, to, to change. And because they, couldn't, because they couldn't understand each other, they all went in different directions. And that, yeah. that was God's intent. So some went to live in the east, some went to live in the west, some in the north, the south, and cultures started to, to evolve. But, and that's how we have different cultures. But we have only one race. It's the human race. So I hope that yeah. I hope that answers your question. That is, and I also have a praise uh, because a few months back you prayed for my mom. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, there's some still some health issues. Uh huh. But she got baptized while she was hospitalized, just out of nowhere. So praise God on that. Wow! Praise the Lord. Amen. And what I also found out that she used to go to church when she was eight or nine in Hong Kong. Uh huh. So, and I was thinking, wow, it took 70 years for her to finally accept Christ. Mm-hmm. God never gave up on her. Oh, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. That's amazing. So I hope that encourages others. Yeah, God never on. gives up. God is yeah. always, he's always coming after us. He's always uh, seeking us, and we need to seek him also. Amen? Amen. Well, and thank- this is what I call, like, out of the blue. I mean, it just... Out of nowhere, she just wanted to be baptized. Well, that's that's awesome. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm so happy to hear that. Well, thank you so for I, calling I, and giving I, us I that testimony. That well, thank you so much. We appreciate that. Well, God bless. Okay. Thanks. Good night. And if you'd like to call in tonight, if you have a prayer request, if you have a question, a testimony, a praise report, whatever's on your mind tonight, we'd love to hear from you. The number is one eight 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 nine nine five. Five 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 two. That's one eight 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 nine nine five 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 two for the live on the air calls. Yes, I'm here in studio and I'm taking your calls and we're praying for your prayer requests and we're answering your questions and we're seeking the Lord on your behalf. So call in tonight. We're here. The number is one eight 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 nine nine five 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 two. Would you tell somebody about this program? and encourage them to listen. You know, if you've been blessed by this program, if you enjoy this program, share it with somebody. And you, the way you can share it with them is is share the podcast. We are on podcast. Uh, this show will be up probably within uh, 24 hours uh, after we sign off. Uh, it'll be up on the podcast page. Just go to kkla.com, and then you can look for the podcast page. When you get on the podcast page, just scroll down and look for the Gypsy Christian Hour. And we've got uh, 30-some-odd programs on there already. And people can listen to this program on demand. So you can uh, listen to the program. You could uh, leave a comment. uh, You could share it with somebody, send it to somebody. But uh, help us keep this program going and just uh, to continue for this program to grow and to just bless people. So if you've been blessed by it and you'd like to share it, I encourage encourage you go to kkla.com and uh, get on the podcast page and share this program with somebody and another easy way to do it is download the kkla free app there are so many programs you can listen to during the day there are so many podcasts you can listen to uh, you can listen to all of the the, the the programs that are here on kkla during the day so go down to your to your app store and download the kkla app and enjoy and be blessed by the programs here at KKLA. Uh, amen. So continue to call. The number is one eight 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 nine nine five 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 two. We're going back to the phone lines, and we're going to talk to Vicky. Hi, Vicky. You're on the air. How can we help you tonight? 
Hi. Um, I just wanted to uh, come in agreement for uh, the pastor where the church I'm going to, because um, he said he never felt the presence of God and that um, he doesn't really encourage that because he doesn't want people to depend on their feelings to have faith in God. But some people are hurting and they need to be touched by God and their emotions and stuff. So it got to remove that fear out of his heart. You know, when, when, uh, when uh, Jesus spoke to the Samaritan woman, he said that the Father is seeking those who would worship him in spirit and in truth. You know, it's not either or, Vicky. It's the combination of both. It's the balance of being, you know, being grounded in the Word of God and knowing what the Bible says about him so we can know him through his Word. But also he wants us to experience him personally on a personal level through the power of the Holy Spirit. Right. So, so I, would, I would agree with you, Father, right now, Lord, I pray with Vicki, and we stand in the gap for her pastor, Lord. Lord, that he would come into a new relationship with you, Father. Lord, that he would come into a new experience with you, Lord. That he would be encouraged by the touch of your Holy Spirit. That he would be encouraged by the presence of you in his life, Lord. That you would just touch him in a new way, a powerful way, Lord. That would open up his, his mind and his heart and his, and his whole... Lord, that you would just reveal yourself in a new way to him, Lord. By the touch and the power of your Holy Spirit, Lord. That he would be encouraged. And that he would encourage his other, others, Lord. That he would encourage people in the church, Lord, to seek you out, Lord, to touch, to, to lift up their hands to touch you and that you would touch them. Father, I just pray, Lord, that he would be encouraged, Lord, by the power of your spirit. Lord, may I be so bold, Lord, and ask that you would baptize him in the Holy Spirit, that you would fill him in such a way, Lord, that he would be baptized in the Holy Spirit, Lord, that he would just speak in tongues and, 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 and experience you in new ways, Lord, that he would receive and accept the power, Lord, that you unleashed upon this earth, when you unleashed the power of the Holy Spirit, when you baptized the apostles in your Holy Spirit, Lord, when they were baptized with power, Lord, to go out and evangelize, to go out and heal, to go out and raise the dead, Lord. We want to see that power once again, Lord, amongst your people and amongst your ministers and pastors, Lord. We want to see that power, Lord, in this world again, Lord, that you, that the world would recognize that our God is alive, that our God is powerful, that our God is mighty and awesome. You are the healer, Lord. You are the provider. You are all that we need, Lord. And we thank you, Father. And I pray for that balance of spirit and truth, Lord, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you, Vicki. You too. Thank you, Sam. Good night. Bye. Let's go to our next caller and talk to Helen. Hi, Helen. You're on the air. How can we help you? Yes. Uh, first of all... Helen, you need to shut off your radio. I just did. There you I'm go. I'm so sorry. Uh, uh, first of all, you're a wonderful prayer warrior, and I just love your show. Thank you so much. And it's, it's, so, it's so wonderful, uh, and, I, and I just uh, love that music when the men sing it's anointed how do i get a cd i'd love to get a cd i would love to tell you i have one but we don't have any cds um can't you make one well tell you what tell you what leave your i'll put you on hold when we're finished and give andy your name and address and i'll see if i can scrounge one up for you how's that sound that's wonderful and and put a price on it okay and uh, first of all i i have a daughter and uh she's uh uh, her mind is, is very, very bizarre uh, because uh, yoga has become a religion. Oh, 
so she, sorry to she, hear she, that. She bows down to these things that she listens on the computer. Right. Right now she's destitute. Uh, she made bad decisions. Right. And she couldn't get a job, so she's with me. She's 56 years old. Uh-huh. She's uh, in pain 24-7. She has two conditions uh, uh, in her body. And what's her What's so her name, Helen? Sick. So anyway, she's a backslider, but she won't admit to me that she ever walked with God. But when she was 12 years old mm-hmm. in a, a, a meeting, she was sitting in the back, and without asking for it, the uh, Jesus baptized her in the Holy Spirit, in the Holy with speaking of mm-hmm. tongues, and even gave her the gift of prophecy at 12 years. And what, what's her name, Helen? Christine. Christine. Well, you know, Christine has made the, the mistake of opening her mind up to uh, this uh, transcendental meditation kind of thing in this Buddhism, and we just want to pray against that. Oh, Father, yes. Father, we come before you on behalf of Christine, Lord, your beloved child, Father, who you revealed yourself to at the tender age of, 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 of 12. 12. Lord, so I just pray, Lord, that you would rekindle that revelation, Father, that you would put away these influences of, of, of meditation and Buddhism or whatever is going on, Lord, in her life, Father. And yes. that you would, we come against that in the name of Jesus. We come against that authority in the name of Jesus. We come against that power in the name of Jesus because yes. greater is he who lives in us than he who is in the world. And you are of a greater power than any other power in this universe, Lord. You are the creator of the universe. You are the creator of Christine, Lord. And you are the savior of Christine. And Father, we just pray for Christine right now, Lord, that you would be touching her, that you'd be influencing her, that you'd be whispering to her, Lord, that you would be just revealing yourself to her in special ways, Lord, that she would understand, Lord, that she would recant these evil ways, Lord, that she would put aside this foolishness, Lord, and that she would come to the revelation, to the true knowledge of who you are and what you're able to do in her life, Lord. She can't find what she wants in, 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 in meditation, Lord. She can't find what she wants in Eastern religions, Father. She can only find what she yes. truly desires in the truth of who you are and what you mean to her, Lord. So I pray, Father, oh, thank you. for a true revelation in Jesus' name, Lord. Amen. Thank you, thank you. God bless you, Helen. Yes. Good night. And you too. Well, praise the Lord. We had a uh, listener who was on uh, hold for a question, and they hung up. So I want you to, if, you, if you're out there, please, I encourage you to call back. Uh, I know we're taking some time with some callers, and we've got a lot of callers tonight. Uh, thankfully, as usual, but we want to get to each and every question, each and every prayer request. Uh, let's go to our next caller and talk to Tony. Hi, Tony. You're on the air. How can we help you tonight? Hey, how you doing? Doing good. Uh, I have a prayer request. Um, I've been having some trouble with an addiction for a couple of years now. Okay. It's a drug addiction, and uh, I really want to let it go, but it's so hard. It's like I really can't. What kind of a drug are you addicted to, Tony? Heroin. Yeah, that's that's pretty tough. That's not an easy one to, to, to kick, but God is able to help you. Tony. God is able to give you the courage, the strength, and the power. So, Father, I just pray for Tony right now, Lord, that you would break the bondage of addiction to heroin, Lord. 
This chemical addiction, Lord, that's taken hold of Tony's life, Lord. This chemical addiction, Lord, this evil addiction, Lord, that wants to rule and destroy his life, Father. But, Lord, you're the redeemer of life. You're the redeemer of addiction. You're, you, the, the, you break the chains of addiction, Lord, and you give freedom, Lord, to live in liberty, freedom to live in wholeness of life. So I just pray, Lord, that through the power of your Holy Spirit, Lord, that you would lead Tony and, and, into, into strength and into power and into a right mind, Lord, to kick this habit of addiction to heroin, Lord. I pray, Lord, that you would do a mighty work in his life, Father. Lord, that you would just touch him, Lord, and from the top of his head to the soles of his feet, Lord, that he would no longer crave heroin, Lord, that he would no longer crave any type of drug, Lord, that he wouldn't try to medicate, Lord, with anything else, Lord, but the power of your Holy Spirit, that you would medicate him, Lord, in such a way, Lord, that he would be free, Lord, from this terrible addiction. In Jesus' mighty name, Lord, I pray. Amen. Amen. Now, Tony, we just took the first and the most powerful step there is. We prayed together that God would free you from this addiction. But what are you going to do about it, Tony? You need to take some steps. You need to get into a 12-step program. You need to get into a, 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 a drug rehab. You need to do something. And that's my question to you, Tony. What are you willing to do and how far are you willing to go to completely be rid of this addiction, Tony? Yeah, you're right. I definitely got to take some steps. Definitely need to take some steps. You know, prayer is the right way to start, but that's the, it's just the start. We want to continue on the road to recovery. You want to you want to break this habit. You want to break this addiction, but you can't do it alone. You need help, Tony. And I encourage you to talk to your pastor or get into a 12-step program, all you need to do is just look at, Google it in, in, the, in your computer, 12-step addic- uh, drug rehab near me, you know, or 12, 12-step program near me. Find somebody, find somebody that you can grab onto that will sponsor you, that will be a help to you, that you can be accountable to, and that you can call when you get that craving again or when that urge comes or when that, the, 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 when that, that, that evil desire comes to get back on drugs but you can do it tony but you just need to be faithful to the desire to be free from this drug amen amen thank you so much well god bless you my friend please do it tonight find some place to go tomorrow morning a 12-step program somewhere where you can plug into and get rid of this habit okay Thank you. God bless you, man. Good night. And I, I hope that you'll remember to pray for, for Tony. Uh, as the Lord prompts you, keep him up, lift him up in prayer, because it's not an easy thing to do. You know, getting, getting uh, uh, free from heroin, getting free from any addiction is not easy. So I just uh, encourage you all to, to pray for Tony. Let's go to our next caller, and we're going to talk to Alex. Hey, Alex, you're on the air. How can we help you tonight? Hi, Sam. Uh, thank you for picking up my call. Um, I would like to add a little bit to the, um, uh, to the Mr. Tani. Uh-huh. Um, and I want to say that um, I, I just moved here from New York, and I had a stage in my life where I started using drugs, I started drinking, but um, uh, thanks God and um, thanks my girlfriend to bringing me to Christ. And um, it's been more than two years already, I don't I don't smoke, I don't drink, nothing, I don't use any drugs, and I feel myself so much better. Oh, praise I the Lord. I encourage Tony a little bit. Amen. Uh, and he can show. use all the encouragement you can give him, believe me. Yeah, yeah.
yes and uh, i i, I want to say just the most important thing is is to decide um that this is bad for you and uh, and just this, this this decision is the first step to to do that and i i never felt myself as better as as i do now and um i would like to say um you know it's i don't know either it's a question or slash prayer request um, uh-huh. you know I moved here from New York about two and a, two and a half months ago, and um, I know God brought me here for a reason. And I want to say sometimes I struggle with faith mm-hmm. because I'm I'm a pretty much newborn Christian. I've been baptized about a year and a half ago, and uh, I'm still growing in my faith in in my spirit. But I wanna I wanna ask pretty much a question. Um, how do I know? Because sometimes I have such a crazy dreams that God brought me here for. Mm-hmm. And how do I know that this is God or not? Because my girlfriend says that it's blasphemy if um, the word of God comes only through uh, through Scripture. You cannot hear the voice of God in your head. Well, I, I I'm not sure if uh, if I totally agree with that. You know, but most of the time, God speaks to us through His Word. We, God has chosen to reveal himself in the Bible, through the Bible, through his word, through his God-breathed word. The Bible tells us that uh, all scripture is inspired by God. God breathed and is profitable for, for correction and for teaching and for reproof and so on. But I also believe that God speaks to us in our, in our heart also, that we just sometimes we just know what's the right thing to do. But it's never done without prayer. You know, uh, James tells us uh, that we should never say, well, let's go to this town. You know, you mentioned you came from New York. Let's go to such and such town and we'll stay there a year and we'll make money and we'll do this and we'll do that. What we should be saying is if it is God's will, we will go to such and such town and stay there a year and make a profit. So what I'm saying, to uh, Alex, to you is this. Whatever you do, you start with prayer and you seek him in his word and then he will confirm to you through his word. He will confirm to you through the, the, the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, it says in his word also that the Spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. You know, the Holy Spirit will also reveal to you, you know, he'll, he'll, he'll make you understand this is the right thing to do or no, you shouldn't do this. You know, many times I have prayed, you know, on, on making decisions you know, because I don't want to pray and make a decision. I want to pray and let God show me the decision, his decision. So God has a way of showing us his will. God has a way of placing us in his will. It's not, you know, we don't always hear his voice. We don't always feel the prompting of the Holy Spirit. But he has his way of showing us through his word or through circumstances or uh, confirmations from other people uh, which way we should go. And what we should do. So, you know, uh, I encourage you, stay faithful. Uh, you know, uh, it, it's not, it's not, I, I won't say it's, it's, it's not wrong to doubt because, you know, we're human and we struggle with our fate sometimes. But the thing is, that's, that struggle shouldn't debilitate us. It shouldn't keep us from going forward in the Lord. It shouldn't keep us from going, uh, we're doing what God wants us to do. You know, uh, if you feel, God brought you here for a purpose, then you hold on to that. And you keep going forward in that because God gave you that in your heart. You know what I mean? 
I constantly see this, I don't know, I want to say visions that the, the person I'm going to become in the future, and that's why God brought me here, that everything is will be fulfilled well, here. But, you, you, you know, I've heard on one of the services in the church that they said, the um, the works of devil come in your thoughts. Mm-hmm. So he gives you doubts. And sometimes, you know, I pray for guidance, and then, you know, I pray for God to show me a sign that, Well, God doesn't always show us signs. You know, God doesn't always show us signs. He wants us to exercise our faith. He wants us to continue in our faith. So if God gave you a vision for something that you're, you know, that he wants to do for you in the future, you live your life for today and you keep searching for that time when he's going to do what he's, what he desires to do or what he showed you he's going to do. Just be ready for it, uh, Alex. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Well, Father, I just pray for Alex right now, Lord, that as you've given him a desire to serve you, as you've given him a vision, Lord, as to the future, Lord, that you would just fulfill your purpose and your plan in his life. Lord, I, I think of Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. Lord. You know your plans for us. You know your plans for us, for our future, to give us a welfare, to give us a future and a hope, Lord. I just pray, Lord, that you would fulfill that plan in Alex's life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you, my friend. Go, you know, tonight, read that chapter. Read Jeremiah 29. Read that whole chapter, okay? All right. God bless. God bless you. Good night. Thanks. Let's uh, take one more call, and then we'll go to our message. Hi, Durant. Durant, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm doing well. How can we help you tonight? So, about a month ago, uh, I met someone at church who uh, latched on to me and said he was a Christian. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So we hung out a few times. Then I realized that he's uh, actually uh, constantly undermining Christianity and promoting Islam. Uh huh. And then it seems like he's trying to use me uh, because he's new to the church. So it seems like he's trying to use me as a tool to kind of achieve his carry out his evil agenda in the church, which is uh, immoral. Well, have you talked to your pastor about this? That's the situation. Is that um, the uh, young adult pastor is transitioning out and everything. Well, I will talk to some of the people that are in the leadership of the church, okay? Yeah. And I would also, you know, kind of read up on the uh, the teachings of Islam and, you know, call them on the carpet on it, you know, and say, hey, are you, are you here as a Christian or are you here trying to propagate, you know, Islamic beliefs in a Christian church? You know, you know, call them out on the carpet gently, you know, respectfully. But you know, I would, I would talk to him about it. In you know, as he tries to influence others, you know, at, you know, ask him, what do you believe about Jesus? Do you really believe that Jesus is the Son of God? Because he, if he's is, if he's a part of Islam, he cannot say that God has a son. He will not say that it is. It is an athema. It is. It is, it is a, a the worst thing that they could say that God has a son, uh, and they will not say that. Okay. And, and as Christians, we believe that Jesus Christ, the second person of the Trinity, is God's only begotten son. Right. So I would, I would do that. Okay. And definitely reach out to the, to the uh, uh, leadership of your church and you know, point this guy out and say, hey, look, I'm not comfortable with what he's doing, and, and, and point out what he's doing. Right. Okay? Okay. All right. God bless, Dern. 
Well, I wanted to uh, spend some time in the Word tonight. Uh, hopefully we'll have some time to do this. And, you know, um, it's, it's, a, it's really a question, you know, uh, with, with all the, 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 you know, the message of Christianity, <clears throat> it really is a, it's a question. It's about salvation. How can I be saved? You know, how can I know that I'm saved? You know, the most important question that can ever be asked is how can I be saved? And, you know, the, the, the trite, uh, easy uh, answer to that is, oh, just believe in Jesus. You know, just love Jesus. Just believe in Jesus. Well, I got news for you. You know, just believing in Jesus doesn't cut it. You know, because James 2.19 says that the, 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 the Satan uh, and the, the demons, they believe in Jesus, and they do more than just believe. They shudder. They believe in shudder. You know, they believe in God. They, they know who God is. But so but just believing that God exists or believing in God doesn't make you a Christian. You know, it doesn't cause you to be saved. You know, the Bible tells us we all need to be saved. You know, salvation is not uh, for some uh, kind of, uh, uh, of, a, of a question. It's a question for all of us. How can we be saved? How can I know that I'm saved? Romans 3.23 tells us, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. There's not one that is perfect in this world. You know, if somebody tells you, oh, I've never sinned, well, they're, 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 they, they, they've just committed their first sin because they lied. You know, so all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We are all sinners. We have all fallen short of the glory of God. There's no one perfect. There's no one good enough to get into heaven on their own merits. You know, Romans 6.23 tells us, for the wages of sin is death. You know, what do you get for sinning? What do you receive for sinning? Do you receive some great satisfaction, some some great uh, achievement? Yeah, you get to die. The wages, the pay for sin is death. Romans 6.23, the wages of sin is death. And then Ezekiel 18.20 says, the soul who sins is the one who will die. Again, death. The the whole story about about sin is is eternal death, is eternal separation from God. In Revelation, the last book of the New Testament, the last book of the Bible, Revelation 21.8 tells us, But for the cowardly and the unbelieving and the abominable and the murderers and the immoral persons and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars, excuse me, their part will be in the lake that burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. There's that word death, 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 dying. It's all about, you know, it's all involved with sinning. And not being saved. You know, how can I be saved? How can I know that I'm saved? Because if I'm not saved, and the Bible tells us that we're all sinners, we're all destined to go to hell. That's, 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 that's really the, 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 the long and short of it. Those who are saved go to heaven. Those who are not saved go to fiery destruction, hell, death. So it's a fair thing to say. It's fair that the, the, the greatest issue of our day is salvation, you know, being saved. You know, it's the most important issue of our life. You know, we take it for such a, a, a trite little thing, you know, uh, salvation. Well, uh, I'm not ready to be saved or, yeah, I'll get saved when I'm older or, you know, just before I die. No, salvation is an, is an issue for today. It's the most important issue of your life for today. 
If you're listening to this message, you're listening to this message for a reason, for a purpose. This is a divine appointment. This is your time to hear this message that we are all sinners in need of a Savior. We are all sinners that need Jesus. We all are all sinners that need to be forgiven. We need to all repent from our sins and come to Jesus. We need that come to Jesus moment in our life so that we can be saved, so that we can know that we're saved, so that we can know that our eternal destiny is with Christ in his heaven, in his kingdom. Amen. Yes, it's a fair thing to say that the issue of salvation, the issue of being saved is the most important issue of our life, and it is for today. The entire Bible, the entire Word of God, all the Bible is His instruction to us on how to be saved from eternal separation how to be saved from eternal separation from him. He doesn't want us separated from him. He wants us close to him. He wants us in his kingdom. He wants us enjoying his presence. He wants us to be with him in his kingdom. And he sent us the Bible. He sent us his word to instruct us, to show us how to be saved. What the answer is to that question, how can I be saved? How can I know that I'm saved? He gave us the answer in his word, in the Bible. The Bible is God the Father's love letter. It's a love letter. It's a love letter invitation to an eternal relationship with him in his kingdom. God is sending you his love letter. God is sending you this invitation tonight to come and be with him, to come and enjoy him, to come and be in his family, not to be separated from him, but to be part of him. You know, he sent Jesus on this earth for God. So John 3, 16, the most quoted, one of the most quoted scriptures in the Bible. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son so that whoever believes in him, trusts in him, clings to him, adheres to him, whoever believes in him would not perish but have eternal life. The Bible is God's love letter to us. It's his invitation to us to live in eternity with him in his kingdom. You know, like I said, he sent Jesus. And what did Jesus do for, for, for the time he had here on this earth? You know, his entire ministry was spent talking about heaven, talking about hell, and talking about salvation. Yeah, he also uh, healed the sick. You know, he, he gave eyes to the blind. He, he gave legs to those who were lame. He raised the dead. He did all of those miracles. But all of those miracles were the reason that they were so important was they gave authority to his words. They gave authority to what he was saying. But what was he saying? He was talking about how to be saved. He told, <coughs> he told Nicodemus. He told Nicodemus how to be saved. He told the Samaritan woman how to be saved. He told everyone who would ask him how to be saved. He, the, young, the young rich ruler. You know, he talked to everyone about salvation. He talked about heaven. He talked about hell. And he talked about salvation. And, you know, he talked more about hell than he did about heaven. So, you know, so, so here's the question. How does a sinner who's on his way to hell, which is all of us, get saved? How do we get saved? You know, well, again, I'm going to go to Jesus because he is the best and the only resource for salvation. And he told Nicodemus in John 3, 3, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Yes, I'll say it again. Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. 
So there's, there's this phrase here, born again. You know, Jesus didn't say if you believe, you know, or if you go to church, or if you pray, or if you read. He said if you are born again. Unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. So there's something about this born again. What does it mean to be born again? Well, it's simple. First, we're born once. We're born physically in this world. That's being born. So we're born physically. To be born again means to be born a second time. Well, you can't be born physically a second time. Jesus had this discussion with Nicodemus. You know, you can't be physically born uh, a second time, but you can be spiritually born a second time. You know, we were spiritually born in sin. We were born in sin. We were born destined to, to sin, to be sinners, to be sinners that, are, that are, 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 are worthy of going to hell. But Jesus says we can be born again. It means a spiritual re birth to be born again spiritually the first time we were born on the outside we were born physically the second time we're born inside we're born for a second time spiritually and john 3 6 7 tells us that which is born of flesh is flesh talking about the physical and that which is born of spirit is spirit talking about the supernatural talking about the spiritual we are born of the spirit but what happens when you're born of the spirit what happens when you're born again well second corinthians 5:17 tells us therefore if anyone is in christ he is a new creature the old things have passed away, and behold, new things have come. Something new has happened. Something new has come. The old things are put away, and something new has happened. You are born again. If anyone is in Christ, you are in Christ. You are a new creature. From the inside out, not from the outside in. You haven't changed on the outside. You're the same person you were on the outside, but something inside has changed. Your desire, your desire your will your purpose in this life has changed you stop living for yourself and you start living for god you know colossians three ten says and have put on and i like this you have put on the new self who's being renewed to a true knowledge according to the image of the one who created him you have put it on you have put on a new self a new righteousness a new holiness is like taking off that old raggedy garment and putting on a new righteous robe and have put on the new self who is being renewed to a true knowledge according to the image of who of the one who created him are you being are you that person have you been born again? You know, when you're born again, when you're saved, we become a new creature. We put on a new self. We take off the old man and we put on a new man. You know, and we could never, you know, uh, how can I say this? We are recreated in the image, it tells us, of Christ and his righteousness. We are putting on his righteousness. We are putting on a new self which is created in his righteousness. We are recreated in the image of Jesus Christ and his righteousness. And this is something we could never do for ourselves. That's something we could never be by ourselves. We could never be righteous on our own. Our most best, on our, own, on our best day, it's like filthy rags. Our best, our best is best, our best is best is like filthy rags before the Lord. We could never do it on our own. 
We needed someone else to do it for us, and that person is Jesus Christ. You know, he did everything for us. And that's the whole thing about Christianity. It's not about what you do. It's what he's done. But that doesn't leave you off the hook. No, it doesn't leave you or me off the hook. You know, even though Jesus did everything that needed to be done for us to live in righteousness and holiness and purity, it doesn't leave us off the hook. If we are really saved, something happened to us on the inside. Let me ask you this. Are you living a different life? If you really want to know if you're saved, if you really want to pass the test of salvation, ask yourself, has my life changed since I've become a Christian? You know, because the Bible tells us, the Bible tells us that with salvation comes change. You can't be saved. Now, I want you to listen to this. You can't be saved and stay the same. It doesn't happen. You know what happens? If you've been saved and you stay the same, you haven't been saved at all. You're living a lie. You're allowing the enemy to lie to you because you can't be saved and stay the same. If you're saved, you're going to be changed. Romans 12, 2 tells us that we are to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. You know, Paul Paul tells us in Romans 6, What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin so that grace may increase? May it never be. God forbid, in another version. How shall we who died to sin still live in it? So Paul is telling us, there's no way we can stay the same. There's no way we can be saved and stay the same. There's no way we can be saved and continue to live a life of sin. We can't live. We can't continue to practice sin. We can't continue to practice in sin and claim to be saved. It's not right. It's not, it's not correct. It doesn't happen. If you are saved, you will be changed. 1 Timothy 5 tells us this, those who continue in sin rebuke in the presence of all. Paul is telling Timothy, if you see somebody continue, if you see a brother continue in sin and refuses to repent, then you rebuke that person in the presence of the church so that all the rest will be fearful of sinning. I solemnly charge you in the presence of God and Jesus Christ and of his chosen angels to maintain these principles without bias, doing nothing in, in a spirit of partiality. Paul is giving Timothy instruction. And why does he give him this instruction? Because, I'll tell you why. Because God doesn't tolerate sin. God will not tolerate sin. Why should we? Why should we tolerate sin in our own life? If God doesn't tolerate sin in our life, why should we? But that's what we do. And we try and tell ourselves it's okay. So being saved doesn't mean you're sinless, but being saved means you're sinning less and less and less. My brothers, my sisters, I got to tell you, if we want to know if we're really saved, we need to see, one, a changed life. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, if you're in Christ, you're a new creation. You're a new creature. So are you living a changed life? Is God changing your life on a daily basis? Are we surrendering our life daily to God on a daily basis? How about this? Are we 
uh, are we in battle with sin? We need to be in battle with sin. Romans seven twenty four. We are in a battle with sin. We are struggling in sin. If, if we're struggling with sin, are you struggling with sin? That's okay, because Christians need to fight and win the battle of sin every time. No temptation has overcome you that is not common unto man. But with every temptation, God has given us an escape. So we need to know that. We need to know that we're in a battle. We're in a, a, a war with sin, with the world, with the flesh. Be in that battle. Be willing to stand up and fight in that battle. That's how you know you're saved. If you're still in a constant battle with sin, that's fine. Kill it. Kill it. Be at war with it. We also need to be in a constant surrender to God. Romans twelve two. I just said it a second ago. We need to be constantly surrendering our life to God. And we need to be in a loving relationship with the brethren. First John three fourteen. We need to be loving each other. We need to be showing grace to each other. We need to be showing forgiveness to each other. And most important, most important of all, we need a constant dependence on a loving relationship with our Heavenly Father. John the third chapter tells us that this is eternal life, to know the one true God in Jesus Christ whom he has sent. So these three, these things we need to remember, my brothers. If you want to know that you're saved, if you want to prove that you're saved, then know this. There needs to be a changed life. There needs to be a battle being won every day with sin. There needs to be a constant surrender to God. There needs to be lo- You need to be showing love to the brethren, and you need to be in a constant loving relationship with Jesus Christ. And I want to encourage you tonight, if you're listening to this, to this message tonight, and you've never given your life to Christ, if you've come upon this program tonight and you just feel the urge now that now's your time now's your time to open your heart to open your life to jesus christ i want to encourage you before we sign off right now would you just bow your head and would you just pray this prayer with me and said jesus i know that you're the savior i know that you came and you gave your sacrifice on the cross for me lord forgive me of my sin Come and be the Lord of my life. Let me be born again. I want to be born again and live a changed life, live a new life and follow you from this night on. I want to follow you for the rest of my life. Receive me into your kingdom. Receive me into your family that I would be eternally saved, that I would be in your kingdom that day, Lord, when you come back. And I pray this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Well, tonight was your night. Tonight was your night to receive salvation. And I encourage you, read your Bible. If you don't have one, get one. Read the Bible and start praying on a daily basis and reading on a daily basis and get into a good Bible teaching church, a church that praises and prays and proclaims the Word of God. So I just encourage you, and I thank you for receiving Christ, my brother and my sister. I thank you for receiving Him tonight and joining us in the family of God. Well, the time's up for tonight. I hope you enjoyed tonight's program, tonight's message. And we'll be back here next Saturday night preaching and praying and just serving the Lord in any way that we can. God bless you and good night.
We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. 